Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. The painted decorators are in. Yay! But that's not code for I'm on my period. I know, as soon as you said that, I was like, I'm Hmm. sure that means something else. Yeah, no. The actual painted decorators are next door at the moment. They've started in Kit's room. It's very exciting. I say painted decorators, it's just Carl. He's he's just he's 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 seven foot tall, Carl. Carl the painter and decorator. He's he's the double whammy. But it's very exciting. In typical me style, I was completely underprepared. Like knew this date was coming for three months, and then last night he was like, "You still haven't sent me the colours of the paint that you want me to do the rooms in." And I was just like, "I just do not know." So then there was me at like nine o'clock last night looking at all these charts, going, "I think that will work." I mean, if it works, it'll be a bloody miracle. <laughs> How are you? I love it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm back to the, I feel like I'm back in the routine again now. It's like I've got a full week and I don't know how I feel about it, if I'm honest. You're not allowed to move to the Middle East though, because I know that's I'm not moving to the Middle East. I'm not moving to the No, promise. No, no, How are you feeling? Are you better or any more hospital admissions? I'm so much better. (laughs) No more hospital admissions. No, I think we're safe. In fact, that has put me off moving to the Middle East forever because- Every time I go to the pharmacy, I do not want to end up in a wheelchair, in a gown, um, ready to be admitted. Arguably, that was the best care that you've ever had, to be <laughs> I mean, fair, though. Imagine if every time you went to the pharmacy that happened. <laughs> do you remember when you said, like, I think it must have been years ago, I just, do you know what? I'd like to get, like, a really mild illness that would yes. mean I could be hospitalised for a few days. Well, there we go. Move to the Middle East. And you'll, you, there we go. And anything, anything you want. Little, little. Two weeks, I think cold, I said. Little cough, anything. You, you could just submit yourself. You'll be fine. Yeah. I think, it, I think I wanted more than a couple. I think I wanted a two week stretch somewhere that I had to stay in bed for. You know, like I wanted yes. to have some sort of injury that kept me in somewhere horizontal for two weeks so they could have a rest. Yes. Yes, yeah. you did. So it sounds crazy go. on reflection, but you know. <laughs> The places we go, hey. So I've already been to work today. Oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I could actually get whoa. So you need to go back to bed really now after this. Uh, well, I'm not sure. What what's your what's your opinion on this? Because I had to get up at 2 30. I went to sleep at 8 30. So I slept for six hours. But so you oh need my another gosh, two. I definitely need another two. Coming back on the train after early breakfast, I was literally like this. I reckon you should have your two around lunchtime like a child like a baby like go down for your lunchtime nap I reckon that's what you should do yeah and then I mean then you could even push it as well and then go down for like one of those naps you know half an hour before bed one of those ones I knew you'd give me the right idea there we go that's and don't feel guilty about it please don't just go to bed no I won't I know I won't because when most people haven't even woken up I've done my daily work and earned my money so I'm happy about it yeah you need to do that you need to do that anything else going on in your life or should we just get straight into the chat it's a long one wasn't it it's a long one yeah so bear with us today stay on it's such a good one really really love this chat wasn't it amazing and I I've like been mates with this person for a long time, but I love how she's like carved herself out as a relationship expert, as a coach, as a mentor. She's super wise. She speaks, she speaks, you know, our language, you know, yeah. it's like everything that we're trying really to say in our head. She says it as well. She's so oh, she's hilarious. funny. She can like go between really funny and then really serious and then really yeah. funny and then really serious. Absolutely 
love her. You love, this love, this love chat her. was so relatable, and I think you guys are going to absolutely love it. So yeah, as Georgia said, stick around, uh, stick around for it. Georgia, who are we chatting to? We are chatting to the wonderful Anna Williamson. Oh yes, I am so excited about this podcast. George and I have been really looking forward to this one. She's tough. She's harder than most A-listers to get on the podcast. <laughs> now this chat better be fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Number one best-selling author, life coach, presenter, broadcaster, mum, podcaster, one half of Luana. They're currently on tour. Um, one of the nicest humans you'll ever meet. Today's guest oh. is the Williamson. Yay! Yay! Yes. I mean, I'm not even joking. I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up. And I listen, I, I'm all over the place. I mean, let's be honest, you know, my you? life and compartmentalizing it. Well, no, not really. But I've, I, I have been desperate to do your podcast for ages. Truly, I have. And it's about getting those stars, especially as we go back yeah. donkey's years. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just nice to actually sit down and properly chat with you ladies so thank you for thanks for the intro and I I really hope that I bring something to the table that vaguely is of value (laughs) now before we get into the chat just before we started recording Zoe's hiding things from the background of her because we record in bed Zoe and I for those of you who don't know but she's hiding vag oil vagina victory oil from Nessa baby oil baby oil and actually, that's quite tame. In fact, I'm quite glad it's just those two things because it, it, be it could be the briefcase of, well, I call it the briefcase of doom, but Zoe would probably call it the briefcase Does of Does Anna fun. know about my sex briefcase? I've got a sex briefcase. So the laptop is currently resting on the sex toy briefcase. So is this a sex toy briefcase? Cause my, so my yeah. mate, I won't I won't name her, but um, my friend- Is it, is uh, it Louisa? She, it's not actually Louisa. No, <laughs> no, she can't be bothered with all that nonsense anymore. No, good mate of mine, she calls it the bag of love. And are we oh. referring to the same thing? Yes. Yeah. Well, this is a bit. Yeah. Ser- this is a bit more serious than that because it's got a code oh. and a lock on it. And I know when it, I know when shit's about to go down. When I hear the click click from the bathroom, and I know that Doz is opening it up and choosing his weapon of choice, which is slightly. He's rubbing his hands. He's rubbing his thighs. He's thinking, "What's my missus gonna get tonight?" <laughs> oh my God. So this is serious. This is serious stuff. That noise would give me trauma. Yeah. That noise would be that that noise would be like a trauma to me. Yeah, if I this heard, would be a trigger. I'd be like, shit. She'd be barricading herself in the bathroom. <laughs> that sound would trigger me to my dad in the 1980s coming home from work. So I don't think it would really have no, the same effect. It's not gonna no, it's definitely not. <laughs> uh, no one wants to think of their dad when they're about to have sex. Guys, can we not put that in my head now? Because for me, <laughs> it's oh, like sorry, you know, like a baby has like a cue. That's yeah. like my cue yeah. to have sex. Well, well, like, as in babies is like, shh, shh, yeah. shh, Yeah, and mine is click, 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 click. wallet. <laughs> no one bring a briefcase near Zoe. <laughs> this is absolutely fascinating, especially because I'm into all my, my, my psychotherapy as right. well. I am fascinated by the sex trigger. And it's making me think now, girls, of what is my sex trigger? Yeah, do you have one? Well, I think it's more... And maybe maybe your listeners will will resonate with this. It's more the look I get oh, from the yeah. other half. It's kind oh. of a slightly, it's a slightly raised eyebrow slash. You know, there's a kind of always like a bit of a Come bit of a face, face. Uh, you know, yeah, and a kind of a, a a body gyrate, you know, and a bit oh. of a, you know, and that and that's kind of the cue of I'm up for it. Sort right. me out, right? And what do you it's do? Slightly back? terrifying. Um, it kind of depends what mood I'm in. I have to, I mean, it's, it's never, it's, it's always a tricky one when I'm kind of, you know, bum in the air, putting the uh, washing ma- in the machine. I thought you were uh, going to say something else then. I mean, to, <laughs> I did, did find where I was going with that. <laughs> Clearing up cat sick, you know, it's, um, I have to kind of get my head in that game of like, yes, no, here we are. We're into, we're into sexy time mode. I'm just really impressed to be honest, Zoe, that you have Thank you. a buffet yeah. of vag oil. Well, yeah. when I did the sex show on Sunday nights at heart, we used to get sent all of these these sex toys all the time like they would come in in bucket loads they would arrive at the front door we used to just leave the boxes on the front door ring the doorbell and then run off because they knew it was going to be another box of sex toys and I go oh another box of sex toys then we'd have to have this really awkward conversation because I just can't stop talking so eventually (laughs) it was like a little game of knock down ginger you just hear ding dong and then you'd hear them just legging it off the drive but anyway we've kept them now we've curated them we've got them in this briefcase so the best ones made it to the briefcase the best ones that's all good 
I mean, I mean, Georgia, do you do you join in in, in this? I mean, not together no. with with Georgia's Zoe and Dozza, but do you have a briefcase of sex? No, I feel like I'm really lacking. No, 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 no. no. I, Zoe makes me feel really sorry for my husband when she talks about this. Even mm, like when we go I'm on shoots bit. and she like has her underwear, and it's all like got all cut out bits and lace, and I'm literally <laughs> oh, wow. in like beige. Beige yeah, you're underwear. a good, you're a good woman. You're a good yeah, woman, there, I'm Zoe. Just not, I, I, Thanks, yeah, guys. You are. True, true fact. This we actually had a slight argument in Marks and Spencers on Saturday um, because I was needed to buy some new undies, which was replacing my uh, post maternity. Even though I have sort of no excuse anymore because the youngest is two and a half. But I was like, let's just replace the post maternity with a genuine hole. I'm not even joking. We were on tour this week with Luana. And there was an actual hole in my knickers where my clitoris is. Oh, it's dangling out. Yeah, it literally was oh. hanging out. Um, so I was like, this is this is time to 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 replace the pants. So I went into Marks and Sparks. I mean, Gwyn says it all e- there as well, yeah, going into we Marks go. and Spencer's. Well, that's my that's my shop of choice for underwear as well. But this is I mean, we had the kids. I was buying Enzo school shoes, you know, I had to go and buy some sunglasses for Eleonora. Um, so you know, we weren't quite in that sexy, let's go to, you know, La Perla kind of mode. So I was trying to replace my underwear, which I thought wasn't that bad, actually. Um, but but my husband did have other ideas. He's like, can't you just get something a bit thongest? Oh, no, he no. did not. Did he call you out he in the underwear? What were, the, what were they, too well, big, high-waisted? Both. And I was like, there's a bit oh, of lace right. on them. Bit of lace on them. Oh. They might be beige, but there's a bit of lace. You wear it then, if you if you want to walk around wearing this, like a bit of like thong in your ass all day, then be my guest. But I'm not. Preach it, sister. Preach no. it. Luna said to me the other day. She went, "Mummy." She went, "Why would you ever want a piece of string up your bum hole? Yeah, just like dead in the eyes." You know what? At five, she's got it sus. Luna is speaking for a nation, <laughs> quite frankly, of women. She's a smart girl, Zoe, smart girl. But you and your husband have started doing these videos on Instagram, which I'm absolutely <laughs> loving. You're shooting these reels on like romance and date night and all kinds of... Just talk us through that. What's going yes. on there? I love I love that you've noticed that. Oh, Thank yeah. Thank you for noticing that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Be honest, do we look like a pair of ends? Sorry, is that kind an actual question? Do you look like a pair? Well, I no. find something quite useful, if I'm honest. Oh well, that's, thank yeah. you. Well, do you know something? We we were messing around. So so Alex kind of um, he during lockdown when I was doing my other podcast, Breaking Mum and Dad, which um, I've rested at the moment just because Luana takes over a lot of my time. Mm. Um, but he uh, he came on it actually during lockdown to kind of. Uh, just kind of do a bit of a couple thing really and it was kind of reflective of parents mums and dads you know if you're of that you know demographic that makeup um in lockdown and people seem to really like him <laughs> his opinion so he's he has got a he's quite um we are quite talk and cheese in that he's quite reserved but actually he has a very funny side to him as well mm. um and um yeah and we just started dicking around on on tiktok he's actually a bit more savvy when it comes to the social media and stuff and he was sort of messing around with it yeah we, we're quite sort of open and honest and I talk about my relationship a lot when I do celebs go dating and um you know I, I hate using this word because it sounds so knobby now in this current climate but authenticity yeah um but 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 I guess I am you know and, and people are always like oh god couple goals and I'm like honestly we're really not we you know we can we can cat fight like the best of them you know and there are days when you know I'm sure the pair of us fantasize about divorce and um but it's about working out that that's probably not a great idea actually in the grand scheme of life and <laughs> yeah. how we can how we can bring it back and um so I guess I like to practice and preach being a you know life coach and relationship expert and we sort of do it on TikTok as well and it um yeah about having a bit of fun and if it can be sort of tangible advice in a slightly more I guess modern way I, I'm quite passionate about that I'm quite passionate about um relationship typically relationship counseling and advice has been quite stayed and quite blah mm. and it's heaped in stigma um so I, I you know i i like to be able to just be as honest as i can about that mm. um and i guess it just spills out from my work in the dating world and i'm happy to stick my relationship out there as well because of your like because of your background and because of like you know you know you know so much as a life coach and a relationship expert I guess before you had, uh, before well, before you became parents, did it worry you? Because I sometimes think when you've got all the knowledge, it's almost like you know what's coming. So did mm. it worry you, like what impact it was going to have on your relationship, having a child? That's such a good question. Um, yes, is, is the answer, actually. And I guess I didn't really know so much about 
it as I do now um, because I sort of went back and started to research that all of the horrendous things we were experiencing in our relationship was that Mm. normal and then going ah okay this actually is and here are the statistics you know one in five um, couples break up within the first year of having a child you know these are these are big stats Um, but I can understand that you know I think we had one of probably our most spectacular arguments we've ever had um, three weeks after I had our first Enzo I was in raging uh, birth trauma, postnatal depression, you name it, all, all kicking off. You know, he wasn't faring much better. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, you kind of think, God, I've been sold this this complete lie. You know, doesn't everybody else just get on and find this such a magical, wonderful experience strolling together to Costa Coffee 10 days afterwards and, oh, you know, basking. sleeping, yeah. baby. Lord. This is it. And basking in this, in this, oh, look what we've made, Bliss. Um, well, that that really didn't happen for us. No. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 you know, I know a lot. And I think this is where I'm so passionate about relationships, particularly as um, parents uh, in a relationship. Um, and I also, I'm just carry at this with, you know, of course, there are, you know, times when the best thing to, to be is not in a relationship, you know, relationship mm. is unhealthy and, and uh, you feel unsafe and you don't feel respected, then absolutely, you know, regardless of whether you have children or not, I believe absolutely you have to put yourself first and you have to make that decision and walk away. But equally, I do know from my own experience, but also my research that there are a lot of things that can be fixed. And it's like everything, you know, the analogy I always use is driving a car. You know, if if really push came to shove, you know, we weren't taught how to drive a car, I'm sure we could pretty much all get in one and somehow busk our way through turning the ignition on and, you know, botching through the gears and bunny hopping down the road. And we could vaguely get from A to B, right? But we get a driving instructor to teach us how to do it properly, how to actually make it, you know, drive smoothly and properly and on the right road. And you know how to do turn left, right, you know, everything else. And I, I believe the same to be when it comes to, to relationships and parenting, you know, in all of those aspects. I think there's so much pressure on us all to expect that we should all just know that overnight. And of course mm. we don't, because it's a whole, as we all know, right, it's a whole new job. And being in a relationship, you're working at it every goddamn day. And I don't mean that mm. to sound like it's a real negative noose around your neck. But you know, a relationship that is stagnant, and that is in autopilot is a relationship that's really not going to thrive. Um, and it is about just accepting that you need to keep working at a relationship and you need to keep putting into that cup. We get it wrong. I mean, my God, we get it wrong a lot. But it's about them resetting yourself and going, why is this worth it? What can we do? You know, you're actually my friend, not my enemy. And I think sometimes we can get lost in that. So yeah, I feel really passionately about really giving it a bloody good go with your relationship to keep it on track um, before you, you you take the sharp exit. Like following on from there, you know, there's so much chatter around, you know, resentment being the biggest cause of um, intimacy kill- killing uh, because, you know, mm. you start, you, there's just this complete lack of understanding between partners that are cohabiting together and then the resentment comes in and then the joy's gone and then the arguments and it's just like you're living like a couple of strangers and I guess mm. I guess you know you see so much in this space people talk to you about it constantly obviously with your work on celebs, celebs go dating and stuff like what, what why do we why is that side of our relationship breaking down so massively because we hear it a lot on made by mums yeah, we, we get do. loads of dms about mm. you know we're living in separate rooms he's sleeping in there or she's sleeping in there and I don't understand and we're not communicating and it feels like when you mm. chuck a child into the mix it gets 10 times worse. Yeah. And I think, as you say, we're all, we're all in the same boat, really, you know, familiar, familiarity breeds contempt. Um, and the worst position to be in, in a relationship is contempt. You know, that that's really when things are, are heading South pretty fast. Um, a lot of it is it's very overwhelming, you know, as we all know, having a relationship takes focus and takes effort. Um, and, when you get a, a small person or small people then in, in your life as well, they require a hundred percent of your focus and your effort. And there's only so much that we can do in a day, you know, throw into the mix working. Um, most of us now are working parents. And I think I find there is actually statistics to back this up that the relationships that tend to be one works in inverted commas, as in for, for the financial side of things. And the other one is the, the more present parent, i.e. that is their job, is to be the stay-at-home mom, dad, or whatever it may be. There are statistics that back up that those relationships do tend to be more successful and do tend to be more happy. And that's because those roles have been carved out. And what I would also attribute to that is that there is time and space and there is clarity around those roles. Um, 
And there is a mutual respect over what that each individual is bringing to that relationship. I have friends that are in that setup. Don't get me wrong. They have their moments, but there is clarity around this one has chosen for the, for the, for the good of the family, you know, for the, for the family arc to be, to, to drop their career for a bit, to be completely present for their children um, because their children take up a lot of time and effort and they have uh, one of them has uh, special needs as well uh, educational needs yeah. um, and it wasn't working you know there was not enough hours in the day to do it all and it was jarring um it's not to say that working parents and I think we're all working well we are but the very notion of sitting here now you know we're all working parents it's not to say that that can't work but I think it's I think it's important to recognize that that is a challenge because yeah. we all get stressed with work and pressures and got to be here, got to be there. Oh my gosh, I've got this deadline. And then you throw your kids into the mix and they have their needs and they have this. And then we get that dreaded, I did a thing on Instagram the other day about they get the phone call in the middle of a Zoom meeting that, you know, that from the school and yeah. the fear yes. kicks in, my God, you know, shit. And and then you and then you resent the fact, why have they called mom first, not dad? You know, he's at work too. And, mm. you know, that's where it can all be. And I think what it all comes down to essentially is I think we're all doing so much um, that there's not a lot of give is what I'm trying to say. So unless yeah. it's all running perfectly, um, that's when we can fall off. And and the and the last sort of bottom of that of that rung really is the relationship. Yeah. Because there's nothing left in the tank. There's nothing left in the day to come back together and to focus on each other. So that is why I think resentment is um, a huge part because we're all doing so much. Um, yeah. And we're expecting so much. And mm. as long if we're not in complete parity, we're going to start rubbing each other up the wrong way. Yeah. And I guess as well, you know, when you've got so much going on, like, you, you know, you mentioned, you know, postnatal depression and, you know, after a horrific birth, you're almost in like sink or swim mode. And I guess mm. if both of you are in that and you're just surviving, it doesn't leave much time for each other and no. I think sometimes you just have to like take a step back don't you and like reevaluate like what are the important things mm. um because yeah. it's, it's so easy to get like in that muddled up in that day-to-day -day, like the to-do list everything that needs to be done um that which you'll never finish no, no it's no, never no, no, ending to-do list isn't yeah. it yeah yeah acceptance is a huge part of that I think if we're constantly and I've had to learn this if I'm constantly beavering away at that to-do list um and then I'll you know spend time with my husband or then I'll spend time with the children um nothing will ever get done so I think it's really important to to reevaluate really what is that main priority in your life and this is why I always bang on about this um I would actually argue this you might find this quite controversial but actually your relationship your couple is actually more important than uh, the children. I always say this. Mm, yeah, Anna, you do. I so. always say this, and I say if we don't work, and the two of us are not really in sync with each other, communicating really well, intimate, all the rest of it, then the rest of the pyramid just doesn't work. And that's why I'm really quite clear on, you know, focusing on Dozer. Me and him will always kiss before we kiss the children when I'm come home. Like we, that relationship has to be really strong. Right. It's so important. Mm. Uh, it's so important. And. Um, because you nailed it on the head. Yeah, it starts at the top of the yeah. pyramid, you know, and if we set those boundaries, we set that. Children are sponges, as you know. They absorb between particularly the years uh, zero to five. They absorb and sponge everything. They are products of our environment. They are products of our upbringing. Um, they model everything that they uh, witness, that they hear. You know, they, that is literally learned behavior at mm -hmm. its core in children. So what they see um, will be embedded and what they take from their parents or parent, depending on what your you know family makeup is, um, they will absolutely, absolutely do it. So we're the same. It has to start from from the top and then it has to fit. We're, we're really strict on, um, on bedtime. I mean, it doesn't always work, we but are. we're really big mm -hmm. on, are you as well? Yeah. We've gone adult time now and we vocalize yeah. that and say to our children, this is, it's no, not, it's not about you now. Um, and again, I think that's fine. It's like you get, you get us literally from the minute you wake up in the morning till bedtime, you know, you will have, you have complete focus from us as parents. I also am really boundaried around not working as in not being on my phone scrolling, which is hard to not do, but I airplay my phone usually between five and seven um, if, when I'm at home because mm. uh, I end up just flustered and not doing anything properly. You know, kids are then running riot, being neglected. I'm not replying to emails. I'm making mistakes, you know, things like that. So it's actually better for me to boundary myself and go, right, love that. This is, this is your time. Tea, bath, bed, story, homework, get the... You, outfits out for the next day 
done bedtime then yeah. it's grown-up time and actually come o'clock. back online for an hour mm-hmm. that's it and, and we say yeah. that we're really clear and even our two and a half year we're really clear with them we say no no more I want this can I have you know it's bedtime it's mummy and daddy time now we will see you in the morning yeah no. oh Anna this is why we love you we're, we're exactly <laughs> Same. And actually, second, when I had Gigi, that was one of the things that we wanted to get back, you know, as soon as possible was, you yeah. know, getting her down isn't it? to bed. Even if she, you know, I'd be seeing her again in three hours time or whatever to feed her. It was that whole like six, six thirty, it's bedtime. All mm. the lights are going off. You're both going to bed so we can have this time. Even if we were mm. literally just laying there, like staring at the ceiling, like, oh, I'm so tired. Exactly. But but even that 10 minutes, and I don't know what you girls do. And I'm, I'm, you know, and it's not, it's not an exact science, but I think as long as the intention is there and as long as you're, you know, I, I'm I'm big on routine anyway, just in my life. I think yeah. I manage my mental health that way. Um, but even if, you know, we you know, you have your meal together, you know, you just have even if it's just a 20 minute meal, yeah. but it's just, how's your day? How are you? Everything okay? What are you up to tomorrow? Um, phones away, you know, it's these simple things that we can forget to do, but it is just actively communicating. That's actually how you really strengthen a relationship is by completely taking away all of the other distractions and just focusing in active listening and even if it's that's for 20 minutes it just makes all the difference i sometimes find that the bath time routine can be quite stressful actually and it's the one Mm. one we always have a really lovely time before but then i always have these like stepford wife pictures in my head of this like perfect curated bath time of just my kids like (laughs) blowing bubbles on each other's noses (laughs) and being like la 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 and reality it's like snatching toys splashing each other shouting will you get out the bath please get out the bath and then I'm like get out of the bath and then I just get really stressed and anxious and I'm like get the fuck into bed <laughs> mine do separate now Gigi goes in the bath Axel goes in the shower oh, like, really yeah no talking like, not no talking but Inspired. there's not really it, it's yes. literally like you're separate because otherwise they just fight yeah. also all the they awkward, just fight. the awkwardness of like Gigi bite my willy and like all that stuff yeah. Gigi bite oh, my yeah, willy what that is that space. like Freddie bite my finger or whatever we had to nip that in the bath <laughs> Because that was getting weird. Yeah, yeah. We have we've had a bit of the uh, the older sibling incest kicking around. Yeah. Uh, you know, curiosity, just wanting to poke and prod, and um, you know, which is and you know, it's is perfectly it? natural. Yeah, it is exactly. He wants to wash her, and all that, you know, which is fine. But it's the fighting that drives it's me up. Fight- oh. Yeah, exactly. And so I've I've started doing them one at a time now because we've got these ruddy bath bombs, right? Um, courtesy of Sam Fairs, actually. Thank cheers, you, Sam. Sam. Um, <laughs> cheers, Sam. Um, but they're really nice. But the, the, these, and they're actually really good. These animal bath bombs. But oh, they fight over these sodding bath bombs. So they want one each. But then if you have one each, I mean, it's basically you know, it's not good for their skin. You know, yeah. to have you know a concentrated <laughs> bath. Oh, so now it's one at a time. It's oh, as you say, Zoe. It's blissful bath times. We do not have. No, no, no. I would actually like to go back to the days where one of them was shitting in the bath because at least then they'd get out of the bath oh, quickly. Get out. True. Yeah. You know, oh, look, there's a turd floating around. Oh, you better get out. And then you just do. You need to get one from the joke shop. That's yeah. what you need oh, to do. Yes. Just, just chuck it That's in there when they're not point. looking. Everyone out the bath. There we go. Done. <laughs> I try and utilize um, bath time as best as I can. And I utilize it by, you know, going to the loo myself. I'm just like, look, I may as well just sit here and, uh, you know, enjoy some time on the throne, seeing as I always get interrupted anyway. You can't do a number two. That's what's going on, babes. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind. That's multitasking, isn't it? (laughs) Two kids getting washed, you having a poo. Right. They're obsessed with tampons at the moment because yes. they, they ac- accidentally saw me, not accidentally, but they no. barged in as they always do. There's no such thing as privacy as there and see me, you know, whacking a tammy in. So they wanted to understand what, what that meant. Um, so, uh, and now Eleanor, I kid you not, she, um, <laughs> even Alex, my husband the other day was like, what the hell? Because she runs around the house, mommy, can I have a tampon? <laughs> and it's her favourite toy because I think because it's in the little wrapper and everything yeah. Yeah. she carries this tampon around with her like it's a sweetie and she calls it her you know, and it's and honestly and then she gets it out and then she's playing with the applicator and she's dangling it in her juice cup because it expands I mean the tampon I had to I had to actually say no you're not taking it to nursery because you wanted to take the tampon with her <laughs> my tampon my tampon, tampon. mummy can you know what tampon. it's the same in our house it's the same in our house and then they obviously burst in and see and then kits like this and he's going, what's that, mummy? Is that a bish? Is that a bish? Go, that's not a fish, Kit. Fuck. He goes, there's a tail. There's a tail. I was like, stop trying to grab it. It's, what is this life? 
<laughs> you know, it's a low point when your kid yanks out your tampon. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy's got a fish in her vagina. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, that takes it into a whole new, a whole new territory. But then I had to explain, and he was like, "Mummy, why is there blood in your nunny?" And I was like, "Oh, oh God, God, here we go!" Oh, darling. So I was like, oh. "I know." So then I'm like, I spent a lot of time kind of, you know, practicing and preaching, but also it's a very different thing when you, it comes to what information you give your own child about sex and reproduction and stuff like that. Truth is always best, but obviously age appropriate. So I was like, um. Right. How am I going to describe yeah, what periods did you say? to a five and a half year old? Um, I just said that the ladies, um, you know, t- you know, mummies, uh, you know, putting it in his language, typically. I mean, no one shoot me for saying the word women. Yeah. Um, but you know, women, you know, every month, um, they have. Um, some blood comes out of them, but it's not like a cut. It's a little bit like a cut, but it, it's not painful. And it's just what it's, it happens to mummies. It doesn't happen to daddy. So um, that's kind of, and then uh, did I go through the baby thing? I thought too much. I, I, like, said, I think I said comes. to Axel, when mummy hasn't got a baby in her tummy, then mm. th- this happens to me, to me and then like, it, it, but it's fine and it goes away. So now whenever Axel sees it, he goes, phew, you haven't got a baby in your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant every month he feels the same as me he's like <laughs> thank goodness yeah I said you that to Kit and Luna the reaction. then they were running around going mummy's bish is bleeding mummy's bish is bleeding <laughs> I was like it's guys it's not fucking fish we've just a discussion the fish is not bleeding my vagina is not a fish the whole thing just got out of control so then I had to sit them oh down and explain God. it to them because I thought I don't want yeah. this shit getting back to school thanks we'll be right back after this short break When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Exactly. This is it. It's this, and my and Enzo does tend to be the. Oh, I, I, I don't know about you girls, but we've got our first ones are all the same age, aren't they? Yeah. And it's like I am. I am the one that has the child that tends to tell everybody. Oh the stuff yeah. um which is why i have to try and tell him now as much factually correct stuff as possible because otherwise he'll just say it anyway but lie and make it up yeah. and then all the mother mums are like anna um vincenzo's equals called vincenzo it's called vincenzo said this today and apparently he was taught he was talking about willies being stiff and floppy the other other week so <laughs> um so then we i was like oh i i hear from charles's mum that you've been talking about willies being you know stiff and floppy and i was like yeah that's right mummy i was like okay well let, let's just you know let's have a chat about that <laughs> now let's <laughs> maybe like, have oh, those conversations God, here we at go. home Vincenzo let's keep <laughs> yeah. them for home speak like, to daddy about oh, them it's God. like the parents yeah. when they get back when the kids get back from school and they go Vincenzo says and then they go <gasps> every time every time my mum's whatsapp group pings off and it starts with a ha ha Anna apparently today Vincenzo said I was like oh, oh God. God the other day yeah. I got the other day I got um, I Luna's been telling her whole class that you're never at home <laughs> And I was oh, like, stop. Oh, sure. Stop. <laughs> right, so fucking sorry. shoot me now. <laughs> so and I was like, can I just explain? So I was like standing, speaking to her teacher going, I am there a lot. I'm very present. I'm trying to do my best. I was like, I'm going to cry. It's, it's awful. Like, but it's I'm awful. never at home. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And then you want to like over justify yourself. I had a sit, you know, I have nothing, but uh, but honestly, my whole body then just was so much empathy because it's say we're all freelancers. So it's just a different beast. We're just not around at different times. And this is Mm. what I explained to my kids as well. It's just, 
you know, sometimes yeah, lots of mummies don't get to do the three o'clock pickup, but I do yeah. a lot of the time just because yeah. of the way I went. But like today, I'm going to Bristol tonight for a job, you know, so I won't be here tomorrow. So it's just managing that those expectations, isn't it? But I had, um, oh, talk about probably I'm not, I don't really subscribe to mum guilt actually I, I I just it's it's quite wasted and I focus on what I do do not what I don't most of the time um and that's how I sort of get my way around that and um but I did have probably the one time that I felt awful and I did actually cry and I never do was the last mother's day that that just went been and gone um and if anyone from my son's school is listening then yes I am putting this on your shoulders you're an excellent school but there was breakdown of communication it's communication it's the mother yeah. of all f-ups yeah. right um and and they initially they were good because of covid and stuff like that the, the class had been having a bit of a resurgence of covid and chicken pox so there weren't many kids in this particular week when it was Mother's Day. So they were, it was in my diary. I'd even booked off work and everything because I always do as well. I'm absolutely, you know, unless it is really, you know, like I am doing something incredible, it's booked off for the kids um, to do an assembly around Mother's Day. So I was like, but then this email comes around like the day before um, because lots of the kids are ill and stuff, we're, we're, we're scrapping the assembly, but we are just going to do a drop-in. So at drop-off in the morning, um, we we were just thinking we might share some work with the parents, you know, and that's it. So I was like, oh, so it, so I'm like, well, it does sound, that's not unusual to just do a kind of drop-in and see what they've been up to. So I thought, oh, okay, well then that priority seems to have gone. He's not doing his assembly. He's not got his little line in his assembly anymore. Fine no one's at school so um I didn't do drop off that morning so I was like I actually did have something else that I I should have been doing um so then my mother-in-law did the drop off that morning well I felt awful so I got she came back and I was like how was drop off turns out they'd only gone and got all the little kiddies sitting around outside in a little circle with um drawn paintings of their mummies and then they all stood up one at a time and said why I love my mummy and gave this speech on why they love their mummies I was the only mum who he didn't go and I felt horrific oh my god especially some of my mum mates were just like oh we filmed it for and I was like I feel awful because I got home and I was like what was the big whoop? And they were like, oh, they changed it last minute. They were like, they said, I'm, do you know what, girls? I, and then it, I was yeah. fine until I saw the video of him standing up going, my mummy is the best because she's so beautiful. And, it, oh. and I was like, God, I'm not even there to see it. Well, I felt so awful. Oh, of Guess course what I did when I picked did. him up? I took him to Smith's Toys. Yeah. I took him to McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, I did the whole lot. We watched the video together. I felt dreadful. And that taught me a lesson to just always, always double check communication. You want the always. giant dinosaur oh, that goes, yeah. <laughs> you can have it. 250 pounds, that's fine. That's I have more never salt felt on the so chips, awful. McDonald's. Oh, oh and, uh, I know. No, I, feel, I, feel, no. I feel your pain about that. And in fact, my children basically every night when they hug me goodnight, they go, Are you leaving in the night again? Oh, that's oh. one of the final things they say to me. And I'm not fucking Stop. leaving in the night again. Like, I basically, I'm only work. doing. I'm only doing breakfast yeah. a couple of months, like two months of the year probably. But then, uh, you know, are you leaving in the night again, mummy? And then I go, oh, I'll be back oh. just after breakfast. And then it's like, oh God, she's leaving in the night. It's like they're shouting into each other's rooms again. She's leaving in the night. I can't win. I can't win. And I've got the opposite. Like today I dropped Axel to school. He basically wanted to walk like five yards in front of me, like in front of me. So he didn't even want to be near me. And oh, then we get to that. the gate and I'm like, bye Axel. And he literally just looked at me like, Goes like that, oh, doesn't God, he? who are you? Uh, who are you? Yeah. And, then, uh, and, and then just uh, walked in and I thought, what oh. am I doing? Why am I bothering? Why am I doing this? We just this? can't win though, can we? We no. cannot win. No. Nope. Ever. And that's <laughs> no. why, and that goes back to me and the acceptance. I've just accepted my kids are going to make me feel like shit a lot of the time. Yeah. But also, I don't know about you guys. I want to ask the question. So I'm wondering if it's the same in your houses. My kids have started to say sorry a lot for no reason at all. Like, for example, if I'm like, mm. like, I don't really understand this. Annie, you might be able to give me some insight. So for example, if I'm like, uh, Luna, wrong bin. Can you put that? And she goes, sorry, I'm sorry. And then Ooh. goes, sorry, mummy. And I'm like, right, everyone stop saying fucking sorry. Like, I, there's nothing to say sorry about. Just let me let me say that you've put it in the wrong bin and then we'll just move on. And I'm getting it all. It's like a really emotional screw. Like they've heard it somewhere and then Kit's just following. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think that is just a learned behaviour, a learned right. action. Um, and, and then the littlest one always Copycats, Copy, the older one. Yeah. Uh, Enzo did something like that. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was, but it turns out you think he's seen it on Charlie and Lola or something on right, the telly or yeah. 
Mm. at school had said it um oh oh well this is something else but he was going what the heck oh yeah what the the heck like really dramatically and I was just like um Excuse me, but it, it turns out it's Ellis from the te- yeah. I I think it is, but I'm also I'm also worried about the sort of emo because of the emotional side of it. They seem to be able to tune into quite quickly. Mm. Like Georgia, I don't know if Axel and Gigi are like. I've got Gigi of- who goes sorry. <laughs> And that's actually when she has done something wrong, like really badly wrong. She doesn't give a shit. She just goes, sorry. How patronising. She's like like Paris Hilton. Whoa, okay (laughs) then. Let's just not bother telling you off. I think a lot of it as well, actually, is is with their development, they're trying out words and the emotions around words. Mm. And... um, Yeah, I mean, I think think if you were worried about it, so I would... would maybe just have that conversation with her yeah about you know what you know what if you you know what do you understand sorry to mean you know and and examples of when we say sorry and when we don't need to say sorry or if she's heard someone say sorry right um and and you know like because we and I'm sure you do as well you know we we always say that mommy and daddy say sorry you know if we've been yes mean or whatever it may be yeah um I would perhaps just if you're concerned about it just dig yeah. a little bit deeper into what she understands sorry to mean because it's because it's emote because it feels really loaded and really emotional to me so mm. if I could tell her off about anything and then she'll say but do you still love me and I'm wow. like, whoa. Aww. I mean, I literally just told you to put a yogurt pot in a different bin. I, I definitely yeah. currently still love you. You know, if you really fuck up in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wonder if there has been a time where you or or Doz or a teacher or someone has created that emotional trigger for her where she has actually felt really emotional around yeah. a situation to say sorry. And what it's just doing is it's trigger that neural pathway is just triggering when even it's just something that's trivial it's just triggering that that need to say sorry again but it's just a bit too emotionally loaded right. i would maybe just have a chat with her and just say you know what you know how, and and explaining the different you know times and appropriate times when you say sorry and a big sorry and a little sorry and things okay. like that maybe that's, that's really actually, helpful that's quite hard that actually helpful. isn't it like to explain like sorry means I won't do it again but then they can mm. take that so literally like like oh okay I'll remember that the yogurt pot goes in there next time yeah. sorry right but also but also as adults we know sorry to mean other words like other meanings as well like if someone dies we say I'm sorry and actually that is something yes. that Enzo's picked up on he's like why did you say sorry when you know Nana died um was that your fault you know he literally oh, came out with that oh my God. <laughs> and I was like no it wasn't my fault but I think it's using those conversations and those situations to just find out what they understand. I, I'm, I think the best yeah. advice I've always been given and what, and what I've learned, you know, when I when I work with kids is always understanding what they mean something to be meaning because often it's completely different to what we think it is and it might be something really simple and something that you've never thought of. Um, and then I explained to him because I thought, God, that's an interesting one actually. Yeah, how do you explain kind of the bereavement condolences side of sorry? Oh, yes, this is really interesting. And and then when you, you know, accidentally, you know, budge past somebody and you're like, oh, sorry, you know, and it's yeah. it's things like that. But then, And then there's the big ones of I've really wronged you and I've smashed you in the face, sister to brother. And then we do a really heartfelt, I'm really sorry so I think it's just explaining the tiered processes of what sorry means really bereavement is an interesting one actually do you because obviously you know Mm. you very sadly have lost someone in your family was it recently Anna that you was it was it um Alex's mum his dad yeah dad yeah so sorry yeah all that on social um, what did you say to Vincenzo if that's a really interesting one actually because yeah we sort of live live in a family His, his granddad died a few years ago actually but the grief is still very very present um it was a very complicated uh bereavement it was a shock death and I think that that often comes up even more right. layered because um and there's no sort of worse or better way to die or go through grief Every, mm. everyone's very unique but whereas I think children are uh, well we all as humans actually are quite linear in the we tend to understand and accept death when there is a natural path yeah you, know, you, you get old mm. yeah you get mm. poorly maybe or you know whatever so when my grandma died, for example, at the age of 98, it was a lot more easy for not only myself, but I think for him to digest. You know, Nana was old. Um, you know, Nana fell over and hurt her hip and the doctors couldn't fix her very well because she, she was old, you know, and, and, that, and that was that. You know, she fell asleep and, you know, it was her time to go. Um, but then with my father-in-law, he um, died in an accident. He he fell downstairs and, and um, uh, due oh to a head God. injury and, and, and he died outright, you know, in his, uh, and he wasn't even 60. 
So that's very different sort oh my of God. side of grief. Yeah. So that's a very uh, sharp, short, sharp uh, for everybody else that's also experiencing it around. Um, but but for him too. So we, he doesn't actually know how his, uh, well, Nono Enzo, he's um, my husband's dad, he, Alex's dad, he's Sicilian. Um, so he doesn't really understand how he died. Um we haven't yeah too little to he, he hasn't that. asked yeah, yeah and we, exactly and also there's mm. there is that worry of um you know you don't want to project onto them something that's going to create fear yeah. so at his age at the moment we just explain that uh is not here and that makes daddy very sad um and sometimes daddy you know wants to have a think about that and that that is why it makes him sad and so we've just explained it in quite top line ways really that um some people die and then because then he asked well that does that mean that we will die mummy and daddy will die um and we've just explained that you know everybody does and sometimes it's it's good to put it in um terms that they can understand like animals animals is a really good like pets and stuff is a really good that's like the first sort of the first sort of in really to explain death but equally it's um it's important to not sugarcoat it either because it unfortunately is a fact of life. I am actually quite fearful of death, but it's also really important to not obviously tell your children untruths. And we just explained that a nasty accident happened and sadly Nono Enzo died. um, And, but we're sure he watches over us and that's why he has his name because he's named after his granddad. And, you know, we're really sure that he's very proud and wherever he might be, in the sky we're really sure that he's watching mm. down on him so that's sort of, and we and we Lovely keep him alive in conversation mm. yeah. yeah it is a difficult one especially like mm. at, you know five six where they have like a yeah. bit of an understanding and a tendency to overthink I guess yes I think there's been I don't know if you've experienced this as well but obviously explaining death to Luna and Kit Isla really understands it and she's okay with it she kind of has a, an acceptance that that happens to certain people but it's mm. not gonna happen to everybody but what Luna's and Kit have sort of developed is that well I does because grandpa Peter's died does that mean you're gonna die and is daddy oh. gonna die and is Isla yeah. gonna die and there's been a lot of chat around that recently at home which has been quite difficult mm. to navigate because Luna will get so upset about it and be like mm. I don't want you to die you can't die and yeah. well, you know I don't want you to get old and all that kind of stuff so you know it's very hard but then you say well look I'm you know I'm not gonna die I'm never gonna die and then you're like well, that's not true either so yeah. it's really hard but we, to know we, what to say. But we say that because yeah and, and I think with, with that I think in order to stop um, the kids spiraling and yeah. I even for my myself actually is just really try and concentrate them on the here and the now on the present yes. you know and what we can do today you know and what we're going to do this week um and and that really is um quite a good coping tool because I remember my um, my cousin's kids actually when my uncle passed away um they got quite uh upset about the fact that he was buried in the in the graveyard and that really concerned them you know that he was buried underground and I guess you know that that is quite you know can be quite scary and then I think there were some nightmares around that and then again this sort of obsession with with you know my cousin you know and her partner you know does that mean you're going to die and does that mean you're going to be buried under the ground um but I think it's just trying to explain in as 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 terms you know as literal terms as you can that it's very sad when somebody dies some people die when they're very old um most people die you know in that way but some people sadly die before that but right now mummy and daddy you know what you know i even do it that's why i say to enzo when he he, you know sometimes i said look pinch me you know which always makes him laugh pinch me or poke (laughs) me or something look i'm very much alive so you know what we're gonna have some fun and you know what who knows what's going to happen i said well i don't plan on going anywhere and again that's being truthful because i don't plan on going anywhere um so you're not really giving them an untruth with uh i'm never going to leave you i'm never going to die but if you say well look i'm not planning on going anywhere you know mummy is here daddy is here and I'm here right now and then it's just sort of anchoring it in the moment because otherwise you know we can all spiral with the what ifs in life and if we're what ifing all the time we really don't live life do we yeah that's, that is so true yeah, and if, it's, it is yeah. if a five-year-old's feeling it what the, what the hell are we feeling because I'm I also know. like you and George is the same we're just like that oh god what's gonna happen let's just stay in I the hate day it. let's just yeah stay here no today. I, I I hate it and and COVID really did that to me I started getting quite obsessed about my parents and their mortality um especially my dad had a uh yeah lung condition so I was really scared about him getting COVID but and I started to ruminate a lot about oh gosh oh gosh what if you know oh god my parents get and then and 
who did oh Eckhart Tolle actually Eckhart Tolle um, I, I listened to a podcast with him about death and it was really interesting because fear of death is a one of the most common fears we have yeah. and phobias you know and it's something I'm particularly chuffed about and I think you know Deborah James you know Balbabe has done the most extraordinary yeah, amount of, of um, good I know like it, I, it I'm sure everybody I don't even know Deborah I don't know if you girls do but you know every time I see something she's posting it's just I'm mm. like my god the emotions but also she's really normalizing something which is something that we all go through and yeah. actually it's weirdly helped me kind of accept and it, I mean I accept seems to be my buzzword today for some reason but it is just acceptance of what we can change and what we can't and I think as us as adults but also with our children it's just accept, accepting what we can't change we have no control over it I could walk out and get mm. hit by a bus today yeah you know I hope I don't um but what I can control right now is the fact that right now I'm sitting here talking to you lovely ladies you know with my cat next to me and you know all intents is I'm picking the kids up a bit later and having a lovely day and I think sometimes we do just need to stop it there um yeah. to stop the brain going and also I actually can't yes. remember where I heard this but worrying is like such a useless emotion because you're worrying about something that might happen mm. and it might not happen so you mm. might as well just not worry about it and then if it does happen then you face it then and then you haven't ruined the time before yep as well on something that might not happen it's so true and I, I I have generalized anxiety disorder I had a couple of spectacular mental breakdowns over the last couple of decades um but I think this is why my attitude now is very much of living the moment because when you have and I manage it very well anxiety disorder but GAD is very much that it's ruminating the whole time the what ifs the what ifs the what ifs um, but sometimes the best way mm. of, of smashing that what if straight on the head is, all right, so what if? So what if I did die today? Yeah. Then what? Well, there it is. Nothing you can do about actually, it. sometimes actually, it's called a break state. Um, and I actually, I'm quite, I'm quite into this form of psychotherapy. It is almost kind of, as, there's, there's a lot to be said for sympathizing and empathizing and going, yes, no, that's awful how someone must feel. And, you know, obviously as a therapist, I do do that. But there is a point sometimes where we literally go enough stop it okay so what it happened it then happens then what and that is sometimes it's not for everyone's approach but it kind of works for me because if I'm constantly ruminating my anxiety but what if this happens what if I don't get there on time what if I'm on this oh, what if I'm on live telly what if I yes. swear I'm for okay so what if I do then I do and that's that you know and and sometimes that can be a way just to completely pull yourself down off the rafters it's like what is the worst that will happen I was listening to um, a podcast with um, it was one of Stephen Bartlett's podcasts and it was have, he was interviewing someone about the secret to happiness and he was saying ah. his guest was saying that you know you he believes that we all either choose to be happy choose to be or choose to be sad you know either choose to be calm or choose to be anxious look okay whether you agree with that or not fine but it was just an interesting way of being like sometimes you have to go look okay my child I you know I, I lost my parent or I lost my best friend or whatever but actually now well, I have to snap back into my life and I have to yeah. choose to be happy because there's so much to look forward to otherwise you can spend your whole life in a tumble dryer feeling like you you're never going to get out of it and that is no place to live you know it's it, and here's yeah, a, he's a very smart man in 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 coaching we call it tote test operate test test exit and it's exactly that if you get stuck in this test operate as in working out you know what's going on you're just going to get stuck yeah. in this cycle and it comes a point where you have to choose I'm not saying that's easy for anybody but you have to mm. choose and you have to exit and then as you say you then create that life moving forwards I love that. well that feels like a nice place <gasps> to um, <laughs> wrap up the podcast but before we go um we we always asks our get uh, asks we ask we always them ask. <laughs> we ask them um they uh the piece of advice that they've been given the best piece of advice that they've been given in the sort of parenting space or the piece of advice they've given new parents this is such an obvious cliched one that you've probably been told a billion times but for me it works all the time, okay, from the minute they were born from day one to now having a very, very fractious two and a half and five and a half year old. And this too shall pass. Yeah. I live my life by that. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but I think sometimes I, I, I struggled. I worry that I struggle to enjoy my children sometimes because they're a handful. Yeah. And I think, mm. do you know what I mean? You sort of think you're yeah. focusing on the neg, the, oh, they've just done this. Oh, they're whinging. Oh, they're, and then actually to remind myself of, and this too shall pass. She's just having a really shit day, as in, you yeah. know, like we the, all do. the stoppy two and a half year old. Right. And it will pass. And it does, you know, and it's even the reason why I thought about it this morning, because I was at my folks yesterday and, um, you know, the kids have been, <laughs> to quote my mother, pretty badly behaved recently uh, when it comes to sort of, you know, meal times Thanks, and stuff. Mom. And then yesterday, really helpful. Yeah, cheers, mum. Yeah. yeah, really, really useful. And then actually yesterday she was like, oh gosh, aren't they just so much better? 
better. They get on so well. I was like, yeah, they're good. And I think that's it. It's then this too shall pass. And then and just enjoy those really good moments you get when you go, love this it. is why I had kids. Mm, <laughs> and just that. before we go, we love a product recommendation. So any mm. products that you're loving right now for you or the kids? Well, actually for me, oh, and you're, Zoe, I know you're a massive fan of these, uh, of, of this oh, brand. Cool. So I, so I, I'm always into my Murad skincare. I know you are as well. I've been a convert for like 85 billion years. But our lovely friend Zoe over at Murad has recently sent me Tatcha skincare. Oh, Do you Tatcha get it as well? is amazing. Oh, yeah, nice. oh, my God. This is not an ad, not a spawn. Nothing like that at all. Literally, I was gifted it to give it a try. I tell you, girls, not a lot pulls me away from my tried and tested Murad. This Tatcha skincare is a game changer. changer. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Japanese. Um, J- yes. Japanese skincare skincare line, and they, they've got an oh. amazing cleansing oil, which is just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. you the night cream it is the lovely. Other day, didn't yeah. you? It's the silky night cream. Honestly, oh. it's so good. Like honestly, oh. I, I, whoever you are that's created it, you can have this free <laughs> free endorsement because it is it is bloody lovely. Um, and then I think for the just for keep the kids, sending us the products, um, but for the kids, well, I mean, I've already mentioned actually, Sam Fair's baby bath range. Again, this is just as a my kids love it. It's such a lovely the nightly's adventure range thing. Um, honestly, I've been going out and yeah, buying nice. it and everything. It's it's very nice. Um, and then a, cl- a classic. Um, just to, even today, I was all hail the pull up. Just the pull up. Oh, the pull up nappy. Yes. The humble Brilliant. pull up. I got Gigi in those from like, I mean, before she was even crawling. I was like, as soon as she could fit oh, yeah. in them, I was like, that's it. No more like wrestling, trying to do the yeah. sticker bits. Yeah, absolutely. With you. Lazy parenting. You. But yeah, a, yes. a pull up is just Why, it's why just is useful. it lazy? I don't know why it's lazy. Why is it lazy? It just means that you don't actually, have to no, do point, any though. of the sticky bits. I, I think know, it's just a really, really clever way of... No, yeah. I think it's great. It's actually smart, yeah. I, I'd smart like to say. Smart parenting. Yes. I take that yeah. back. It is smart parenting. <laughs> Anna, you are, without a doubt, one Love of the you. most fantastic, brilliant, funny, hilarious people. You haven't even spoken about Luana, not at all. But can we still get tickets to your tour or not? Um, it is sold out but if you girls <gasps> want to come I'm sure we'll squidge you in anytime you like but we we do we are working on maybe doing something towards the end of the year just because we have had such lovely response to it that we were like can we squeeze another one in I think maybe we can we are we talking like the O2 or Wembley or somewhere like that I mean we wish we wish we we do have uh inflated opinions of us <laughs> I'm joking. I keep joking about. I always go on tour. I'm like Rosie Ramsey's got up yeah, for this that's shit. What I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, Rosie's there at the O2, and I'm always tagging her, and she's always laughing back at me. Probably, and I'm sure, and I love Rosie so much, but she's literally like, "What are you like?" And I'm like, literally, you have the O2 in, uh, you know, ten thousand people. You probably have people that, yeah. you know, get you nice stuff at the yeah. dressing room. No, we are in the back end of the arse end of Shepherd's Bush. There was a bottle of piss and someone's dentures outside what you could call the stage door. Um, and there we were both literally wheeling all our crap in uh, by ourselves. So, um, you know, we've got a long way to go, I think, to, to even remotely be up there with Rosie sky's Ramsey. The, sky's the limit. Sky's the, the limit. Go to the limit. If Rosie Ramsey and Chris can do it. Luana can do it. You guys can, absolutely. Very kind. (laughs) Um, Thank you (laughs) so much for coming on. We love you. Thanks for having me, girls. You are the best. And this is the best podcast ever. Yes, it is. Right. Cut, 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 (laughs) cut. (laughs) Oh, Anna was so brilliant, wasn't she? She was. She really was. And I, I knew we'd come away with some like concrete advice from her as well. There's so much in there. Yeah. So much in there. I love the pyramid. Yeah, the yeah. pyramid, the grief. The grief. Yeah, actually, do you know what? That's so really interesting, isn't it? Because, and also like periods and all those topics that come up. And in the moment, you just suddenly go, oh, don't know what don't know what to say don't know what to say yeah. and because of this podcast I think if we didn't have this podcast I'd probably just have said anything in the moment but I'm so aware not to fuck it up I'm like <laughs> don't fuck it up don't fuck don't say the wrong don't thing don't say the wrong thing <laughs> they're gonna hold it to get, they're gonna hold you it against you for the rest of your life if you do get it right get yeah. it right yeah right <laughs> yeah but that's why speaking to people like Anna it becomes no. so much clearer the conversations yeah. become much clearer like I, I genuinely hadn't thought about sitting down with Luna and saying you know there are different kinds of sorry there's big sorries and there's little sorries and you know why you feel the need to say sorry and all this kind of stuff I was just sort of going to her like oh relax it's just yeah. a bin chill out chill it's alright <laughs> yeah but that's just obviously the wrong thing it's horrible when people say to, well it's only Dozer that says to me oh you need to chill out and I chill go out. I'm gonna I literally I'm going to give you a and dead also, arm do you not think if I could 
actually allow, I would. Like, I don't want to be in this annoying state. Yeah, it is. To say it's to someone. so annoying. It's like, have you got an off switch? Just turn it off. We haven't got those. Humans don't have those, all right? So. My mum says, what, oh, whatever. She goes, oh, whatever. Like that. And it's so dismissive. And I'm like, say that to me one more time. We are not going to be friends any longer. I feel like I do that. Whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's not whatever. I'm trying to have a conversation with you about like something. <laughs> Really? I think I do do that. I think I do it to yeah, some people when they just carry... I'm like, you know what, whatever. Don't worry about it. Whatever. It's fine. Oh, good Lord. Sorry to all the whatever crew. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. One thing that we didn't cover in that podcast, I really wanted to ask Anna, was um, about Louisa's farting. Do you know what? We're going to have to get Louisa on now okay. so that she can give her side of the story and of the all farting right. story. But yeah, I mean, I enjoy listening to Luana for the toilet humour. There's a lot of toilet humour and a lot of farting that goes on. You've been a big fan, haven't you, for I a couple have, of years since, now? Yeah, yeah, like day one. I think their podcast has probably been going as long as ours, if not longer. Yeah, it has. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do really enjoy it. Okay, well, but if you don't know what we're talking about... please keep listening to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can listen to both of us. And you can also go to Anna's um, Instagram if you do want to see and hear the trumping incident that happened last week. It will make you howl if you need a bit of a cheering up on this Tuesday morning. Um, as always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow if you've got time. That means you'll never miss an episode. Yes, please do. And if you've got any suggestions for guests, do send them over. We've been going for four years now. <laughs> And we need your suggestions. <laughs> Keep them coming. DM us on at Mobile Mummers and we will get back to you and do our very best to get those people on. And we will be back on Friday. See you then. Made by Mummers is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the wonderful Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.